Miss Summer. Hello, funny. <laughs> I feel like you're not close enough. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I am Sunny. <laughs> oh, I thought we already said hi. I'm Summer. You're too quiet. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I just spend all day at work talking loud, yelling, and you want me to yell here. That. I just want dinner. <laughs> okay, so uh, our podcast is going to be called uh, "Maybe You Should Put in Your Headphones," a true crime podcast. So uh, we'll be doing true crime. True crime, obviously. <laughs> duh. I think we should do mysteries too. Mysteries are like also cool. Spooky world mysteries. Well, I was going to say this is unsolved, so technically it's still a mystery. Uh, I'm talking about like. Bigfoot aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's cool, too. Um, but we thought it'd be nice to hear about cases that you don't hear about a lot, because, like, we're so tired of Bundy and Gacy and... All of them. All of them. So, yes, we may do some popular ones, but we're also going to do a little bit more obscure ones, because... That couple from uh, England who buried people in the marsh. Okay, that sounds cool. You haven't heard that one? No. What? They were, like, killing little girls and burying them in the marsh, and they would go with their dog and, like, take pictures next to it. Are you talking about what's-his-face and what's-her-face? It's a couple. Yeah. But not the one from Canada. The one okay. from England from, like, the... And they never found one of the boys' bodies, right? Something like that. I can't think of their name. I can't think of their name. But they were, like, the bodies are in the marsh. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. This was, like, back in the 60s? Yeah. It okay. was old. Oh. It's not that old. Okay. In the grand scheme. Nothing's old in the grand scheme. <laughs> well, I would say, like, the 30s are old compared to the 60s. 30 years makes the difference? No, the 30s. 1930s. Yeah, that's only 30 years difference. Yeah, that's old. You could still be alive. You could still be alive if you were from the 30s. How many people from the 30s do you know that are still alive? I don't know many old people. Sounds like you need to become more worldly. I know the little people. <laughs> the youngins. I know the youths. I know the hip slangs, okay? <laughs> the hip games. I don't. The TikTok trends. Wait. I'm, I'm a- yeah, obviously not. That's not. You know what I know how to do? I know how to dance like I'm in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> we can't sing. Oh. Close. <laughs> Um, so, don't knock stuff over, that's important too. Um, I was actually listening to Bailey Sarian on YouTube, and she was talking about a murder that I never heard of that segues into my favorite murder, so I thought, well, we all love my favorite murder, but segueing into my favorite murder, as in Sunny, I thought I'd start here for my first episode, and then next episode... Summer will be in charge. So, moment of truth. Are you ready for my murder? It's gonna be the Cleveland Torso Killer. I like the clapping. The clapping does help. So, my murder takes place in Cleveland, which is in Ohio, in case you didn't know. In the 1930s. What? We should go there. We never... We should go hiking. In Ohio? Keep going. Okay. We'll come back to it. 
Okay, so in Cleveland in the 1930s, at the time it was a ever-growing city and it was considered a melting pot for laborers and workers working in the steel and manufacturing world. During the 1935, or sorry, during 1935 through 1938, the unidentified serial killer was lurking. They, he was actually Nick, or he or they, she, he, them. Yeah, we don't know. They were identified as the Cleveland Torso Murderer or the Mad Busher of Kingsbury Run. I like that one more. It does sound really cool. It's very fancy. Spooky. It sounds very old English. It sounds kind of like Chat the Ripper. Yeah. But cooler. But way cooler. Okay. So, the victims were all coming from the East Area called Kingsbury which probably leads to why his name was Kingsbury Run. All the murders were happening around the Roaring Third. The Roaring Third was known for its bars, gambling dens, and brothels. The Roaring Third? The Roaring Third. I thought you were just saying like a weird Roaring Thirties. No. You were calling the Roaring Thirties something strange. No. Not the Roaring Roaring Wrong Decade. Um, The murderer would kill and then dismember at least 12 victims. Two were identified but there is belief that he or they may have been murdering from the 20s to the 50s. So they would have been kind of young when they started. Yeah, cause... which leads me into my next murder. Oh. Because <laughs> they think, spoiler alert. Don't give us a spoiler. No, keep going. Okay, I lied. You don't get to know. <laughs> but this person may have traveled yonder. Oh. At the end. He's a traveling man. So, our first victim, they deemed the Lady of the Lake. However, she wasn't technically considered a victim until later on because... Oh, they figured that out later. Yeah. So, she was the first one found. That was on September 5th of 1934. A boy was walking along Lake Erie shore when he came across a body of a woman. Her lower torso and thighs only. Her legs were cut off at the knees. The skin appeared to be coated in some kind of chemical preservative, and the skin was red, tough, and leathery. The female was supposed to be in her mid-30s, and parts of her, other parts of her body were never found, and she, as I said, would later become the first victim. Ew. So, it was, I think, around two or five people later, they were like, oh yeah, she fits into what, she kind of fits in with the ever, like everybody a, else. That's a very specific vibe. Yeah. You think they might have figured that out sooner. Like You would oh, think, like, oh, maybe... How many people are showing up all sliced up? Hmm. Weird different body parts. Or maybe this was common in the 30s. Times are crazy. You know, especially with the brothels, and I'm sure there's probably gangs and... The mafia. The mafia or whatever. The mob. <laughs> so, I'm sure this was probably, like, you know, a normal, like, Thursday night. Yeah, because remember, like, they always say you can be anything you want, but that only applies to the olden days. Because yeah. there was really just nothing happening. You can do whatever. What's stopping well, you Well, there was from... no security cameras and all that stuff, so it's kind of just like, yeah, but you good could luck. Just, like, what? You could just decide to be anything, and how are they going to prove you're not it? Well, it's crazy to think about when people just change identities, and you're just like, I was thinking about, you like, how did you get that. caught? When I listened to old cases, I'm like, how did you get caught? You just drive a few, or horse carriage your way a little way out, and no one's going to know it's you. <laughs> or, like, they just go to, like, a state over, and they're like, my name is now, you know. Yeah. Whatever it is. How do you get caught? You just dumb if you get caught you're being stupid that's what you did anything pre-1970 you just that's on you yeah okay so our Actually, next now they have dna testing so well now they're yeah now they're I, going back. i always think about that how scary that must be 
Like, in if you your did life something, you, you just have to be like, it's coming. One day. Every time you discard a, a straw out at the baseball games, you they always get You take that straw home and you, you burn it. it. Yeah, you have to set everything on fire because they can dig through your trash. Because it's just public waiting. property. You're just waiting for the day to come. Hello? Sheriff's office, please open the door. <laughs> we found you out. Actually, I just found this straw here and bad news. <laughs> bad news, bro. It's been 30 years, but I think you should come in with us. That would really suck. I know. Did they just have, they just have to wait every day? That would be, give you so much anxiety just sitting there. Waiting. Good. It's deserved anxiety. Yeah, you you deserve it. If you're like an every knock on the door, people. you're just like, this is the one. It's just the UPS. This is the one. <laughs> okay. So our second victim, his name was Edward Andressy. That's right. And we're gonna go and Rassy. Andressy. Andressy sounds cool. Okay, so he was... That makes it easier. Anywho, he was (laughs) found on September 23rd of 1935 by two teenagers. He was found two or three days after his presumed death. He was found naked with only his socks on, and he was found laying 30 feet away from another victim that had washed up. Edward was found decapitated and found emasculated, which, if you do not know what that means, no balls or dick. Chops. Gone. Well, balls, too. All the privates. Chop, chop. His head was eventually recovered, and he did have an arrest record, and he was also rumored to be gay. I don't like that that's added. Not that you added that, but I feel like that's, that they noted that. What, that he was gay? And that he had, like, an arrest record, but, like, he was... Well, I'm wondering if they, like, pointed these things out because they're like, okay, well, it's the Roaring Third, you know, it's high risk, like, Let's you being gay. I feel like every time they note something like that, they're like... Well, also well, back then, they're like, oh, well, he was gay, he deserved it. If you're gay, you're, you're asking to get your weenie cut off. Yeah. Poor dude. I do not agree. Don't cut people's weenies off. Okay. Unless... Listen, <laughs> I've seen some things where I could say, eh, maybe... <laughs> What's her name? Bobbitt. Lorraine Bobbitt. Okay, that's not that justifiable, maybe. But I'm talking about, like... Okay. Like, what's his face? We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. So, our next victim is John Doe Number 1. He was also found on the 23rd. He was um, about 30 feet away from Edward, and he was dead for approximately three weeks and was decapitated and emasculated as well. His head was also later recovered, but his skin appeared to be treated with the same chemical agent as the lady in the lake. Boom. That's how we get connected. Oh. And I don't even think they were like, whoa, let's connect the dots. (laughs) I think it was like, we're still thinking and crossed and missed. We're crossing lines, but they're not touching. Okay. So our next victim was found on January 26th. And if you think about it, there was a huge gap. He went from September to January. So he must have been been more. There must have been a cool off period or there was some. Or they didn't link them. Or... Maybe they were traveling back and forth to different areas. Which means me. We're seed planting (laughs) for next episode. Oh, wait. I have a question. Yes. Are they being like, obviously he's cutting off their genitals, but on the men, but like, is there like sexual assault? Um, I do not remember seeing anything about sexual assault. At one point, I did think he was making, or they were making a Frankenstein creature. Because like some were like. wieners? You don't know what people's kinks are. Don't be kink shaming. Like, because, like, some people's heads are missing and some people's 
legs were missing and some people's arms were never found so i'm like maybe we're frankensteining together a body this sounds like something that would happen on supernatural i'm pretty sure this has happened on supernatural except without the wieners gotta add the wieners (laughs) anywho so florence was found on january 23rd of 1936 she was found missing her head and was also dismembered half her body was dressed neatly with newspaper packed into two half bushel baskets the baskets were recovered at a building on central avenue near east 22nd or sorry 20th street her head was later recovered at a vacant lot near orange avenue the cause of death was noted decapitation so she was alive when she was decapitated it was noted that um she had gone into advanced rigor mortis before she was disarticulated florence was a waitress barmaid and sex worker so they probably justified it they're like these dang sex workers they just keep getting got we're not gonna look into it so so like most of these people you're gonna be like oh well they're like oh yeah they're hanging on the wrong crowd they're obviously like high-risk people this is a thing today though so yeah they don't take high-risk people serious okay so john doe number two um his nickname would actually be the tattooed man he was Mm -hmm. found again a few months later we must have had a cool down or traveling traveling. or they just never found anyone or they just never found anybody and there's lots of options (laughs) so this one was uh june 5th of 1936 he was found two days later after the death and was found clean and drained of all his blood the oh, body was still intact except for the head the cause of death was again decapitation like a vampire they were able to fingerprint him um and he had six distinctive tattoos but was never identified the police did a death mask of this victim and a tattoo chart which if you want we can post on our instagram i want to see that yeah it's actually pretty How neat they, what point did they figure out that um, fingerprints were a thing. Well, from what I was reading, they were doing the whole, like, soak it so they could re-roll oh, the fingerprints. so they could, like, swell up. Yeah. Yeah, but at, like, what point were they like, hmm, actually, these little, little I, squigglies on our fingers? I'm sure if you look it up, there is a date. <sighs> okay, so John Doe number three was found on July 22nd. A teenage girl had stumbled across this body. It was a 40-year-old male. He was dismembered alive and beheaded his head was recovered near the body with a pile of bloody clothing due to the amount of blood found at the scene it was determined that he was killed at the scene the body was there for approximately two months well like you know like you watch csi they can see where the blood i'll be honest i just don't have very much faith in old time detectives (laughs) you know what uh according to google it says 1892 is when they figured out that okay fingerprints. So back Juan, in the 30s, this was cool. Juan, something with a V, an Argentine sh- chief police officer, created the first method of recording finger. Oh, what? I don't know who recorded it. I want to know how they figured it out. Okay. All right, keep going. We'll come back to. <laughs> Let me keep researching. Okay, so now we're on to John Doe number four. And this was in September 10th. Half the torso was found near a pool. And later, the lower half and parts of both legs were found by the police. Divers had to recover the legs and torso. It was noted that there was no hesitation marks and the victim's cause of death was decapitation. The head was removed with one clean stroke where the victim would have died instantly. The body showed the person new anatomy because of how clean the lines were. 
Dude, they say that about everyone. That was my mouth, by the way. <laughs> I just made them. They say that about everyone. Like, everyone, like, you must know anatomy. He's a doctor. Okay. How do we know? But. I don't trust doctors. This is leading detectives. me into my next one. It's all smooth slide, it's man. Back, the Black Dahlia. Stop giving away <gasps> answers, you problem it. solver. Okay, so now we have technically our second victim, but since they didn't know the Lady of the Lake was the first female victim, they gave away Jane Doe number one to this person. So we have another cool-off period, another traveling period, whatever you want to call it. So this was February 23rd. A man finds an upper half of a woman's torso on the shore. Her lower half had washed up three months later, she, however, did not die of decapitation. It was determined that her head was removed after her death and was not recovered. The woman was in her 20s and was never identified. That's sad. Yeah. I wonder if these people's family ever, like, actually... Maybe they didn't have families. It's like if they're hanging out yeah. in the Roaring Third, like, I'm sure back in the day, the guy, the gay that, or the guy <laughs> that was gay... His family could have disowned them. If you're a sex worker, maybe your family yeah, but disowned you're just you. Never gonna worry about them. You're like, mm, you yeah, know, you're like kind of religion a... was huge back then too. Like, if your son or daughter was gay, I'm sure you were just written off, and that was that. I still like that for some people. Yeah, that's still a thing, unfortunately. Um, I would like to interject with my 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 uh, research on fingerprints. Although this is according to Wikipedia, the, the most reliable source, my favorite reliable source. Although ancient peoples probably did not realize that fingerprints could uniquely identify individuals, references from the ages or age of the Babylonian king Hammurabi, sure, it's not like that at all. But reigned from 1792 to 1750 BCE, before Common Era. Uh, is that what that stands for? I think so. I always thought it was like before Christ. BC is before Christ, but this is like the non-religious form. Oh, okay. So like before something era. I think it's common, but it might not be. Um, indicate that the law officials would take the fingerprints of people who had been arrested. Interesting. So there was something there. They knew something. Okay. okay. According to Wikipedia, the ancient Babylonians knew something. Okay, so now we're on to Jane Doe number two who was found on June 6th in 1937. So now we're on our third year. We're zooming. Um, a teenage boy discovered a skull. Next to the skull was a burlap bag full of skeletal remains. The cause of death was not decapitation, but it was determined to be a petite black female in her 40s. She was the first and only black victim. You know, the thing is, if the, like, the newspapers were talking about this, and it was like, mm, I can do this and just make it look like that, because mm -hmm. this woman doesn't fall into it, or maybe she was just yeah just happened to be there. It's you don't like know. A thing of opportunity, because he doesn't seem to be picky if he's going for women and males. He's just going for like whoever's available, like low people who aren't going to be that like stressed about if they go missing. Like, he's not taking socialites. He's just taking like sex workers and gay people, gay men. Okay, so our next one is John Doe number five, found on July sixth of nineteen thirty seven. Due to labor problems, the National Guard was in the area to keep order. One of the guards saw a piece of the victim in a boat's wake. Ooh. Days later, police recovered a uh, body with no head. The abdomen was completely gutted. The heart of the victim was ripped out, and the victim was in his late 30s. How do you say... How do you define ripped out? Well, I'm wondering if like it was like, like a like... hole, not like a clean, you know, like dissection. Like someone just punched him through? I don't think that's how it works. I don't know. Going I through don't a rip? know. 
I've got questions. I have questions too. So now we're on Jane Doe number three, and she was found on April 8th, 1938. A laborer found half of a woman's leg. A month later, two burlap bags were, were pulled in from the water with a torso and two pieces of the rest of the legs. The arms and head were never recovered. Jane Doe number four, August 16th, 1938. Three scab collectors. What? Scabs. Do you know what scabs are? Because the only reason I know what scabs are is because of Futurama. So scabs are non-union workers that are working when union workers are like protesting. Scab collectors? They're called scabs. Ew. So there's a guy collecting scabs. There's three guys collecting scabs. So, three scab collectors found a torso of a woman wrapped in a man's blue blazer and wrapped again in an old quilt. The legs and arms were removed and placed in a makeshift box and was wrapped in butcher paper held together with rubber bands. It was noted that the body parts looked refrigerated while searching for this victim's... Or, sorry, while searching for this victim, they found a new body. Jeez. So it's always weird when you listen to these stories that are older because they always talk about butcher's paper. Yeah. I've literally never just been like, oh, butcher's paper. Yeah. So now we have John Doe number six, which was found in August 16th of 1938. He was a male. He was decapitated and um, was found in a tin nearby. Sorry, in a can. Well, that's even more confusing to me. I, it said a can. Like a, a barrel? Tin barrel? I'm thinking a head. And like... What kind of... I'm thinking like, you know, like those big like coffee things? That, or not coffee, the uh, like cookie tins you see at Christmas? I'm I mean, thinking a head. I got a big head. It's bigger than that. Okay, That's well, like a jumbo bean size and they didn't make stuff like that. Oh, you don't they know. might have. You don't know. <laughs> okay. So, now we're on to our suspects. Frank Dolzow... I'm not good with names. Do no one best. should trust me with that. Was arrested for, for, was arrested as a suspect for Florence's murder. He confessed that he knew a lot of the victims but recanted his story. He died in custody of a quote-unquote suicide. In custody. It's been happening for years, guys. Okay, this is what I was telling you about, where I think maybe this person was traveling. Maybe. Oh, we're coming back. Here we go. Around. There is a, back to our seed. There is a theory that this killer might have been moving and traveling between California and Cleveland and was killing there as well. The body was found, sorry, there was a body found on January 15th of 1947 and under very similar conditions with the blood and the bisection and, and the doctor-like precision. The doctor-like precision. And you already guessed who it is. The Black Dahlia. I would just like to say that I'm looking up the, the thing, and it's on all cla- ca- all capital letters, <laughs> a.k.a. Black Dahlia, and just caps. Elizabeth Short. <laughs> so that was going to be my first one. And then thanks to Bailey Sarian, I heard about this one. So I was like, well, I feel like that is a, an amazing theory. So we have to go from here to there before we go there. My cases don't connect. Okay, well... I was just on whatever vibe was feeling. I really loved <laughs> the that connecting. there could be a connection from this, because that would explain, like, those hiatuses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe he was doing his abortions or whatever he was doing under the table, 
and then he's going to Cleveland to like killing cool his off and then going killing people and then traveling back. And he was a dentist? No, he was he was some kind of doctor. He was a dentist. Well, he was doing abortions. Well, he was abortions weren't legal. He was doing the down low abortions. Yeah. But he was a dentist, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he's I'll like, find out next week. Let me check your teeth, by the way. Let's do an abortion. For that root canal? That yeah, with the wings canal. <laughs> Winkity wink wink wink. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So next week will be oh, summer. Story. There's no more. No, She's gone? that's it. That's the end of our story. Wait, He's, when did it's they unsolved. Yeah. See, unsolved. Brown edge. But I did get all my sources from the Cleveland. Sorry, Cleveland Police Museum. Like that website had a lot. And then, like, I was trying to compare to Wikipedia, and, like, Wikipedia is <laughs> obviously my favorite most trusted source, and, like, some of theirs were, like, different, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go with the police museum that knows their shit. I don't trust you this time, Wikipedia. I don't trust the police. Especially huh? these old-timey polices. Well, died of suicide? Mm, I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't trust any person who dies of suicide in police custody. That's just sketchy. You just... No way. That looks bad. <laughs> that looks really bad. Not oh, a here, by the way, this is the oh. the death mask. Do you have eyelashes? Well, yeah, they try to make it look as good as they want. Beautiful. My voice just cracked. Yeah. So, different police. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We'll post it on how the Instagram. Just, how do you just... Speaking I... of, what's our Instagram, Summer? <clears throat> That's a good question. Uh, it's headphones.tcp. Yeah, that's us. On Instagram. There's literally no other social medias yet. That's okay. We'll get there. We were told not to worry about social media until we do our first episode. So here you go. We're just... Living our life. Going by ear. Feeling the vibes. We're doing this. Feeling the lows. We said one year. We're doing it. We gotta go from one year from when we post. Okay. So. To whenever you post this. Y'all have a super night. Thanks for listening. We're almost at 30 minutes. Bye. Goodbye.